One of the challenges of contemporary life is how we integrate technology into our daily flow. The choices we make, the multiple levels of focus we convince ourselves are so important. In this episode, we're going to take a look at an overview of how we might bridge that gap. Hi, it's Ben, and this is Jazz Metaphysics. It makes little sense to ignore. If we want to have a more intimate relationship with the moment, and therefore everything and everyone in our lives, we must address the elephant in the room. Our phone. I've worked in the music technology industry for a whole lot of years. One of the key lessons I learned was that technology could contribute to life with one hand while taking with the other. When I bought my first modern computer in the late 80s, I created some ground rules. I knew that I could easily lose myself in doing computer rather than making music. So I imposed a set of rules on my use of the computer. No games, a finite set of applications, and time limits on computer optimization and troubleshooting, which I did obsessively. The purpose of the computer was to get work done. That's it. I called it practicing safe computer. From a historical perspective, though, I was lucky. I became involved with personal computers very early, writing my first basic program in 1982 or so. Texas Instruments had released one of its early home computers that hooked up to the family television set for output. When I turned the computer off, my hard work disappeared. I had not figured out how to save my work to a cassette tape. I was fascinated. I could crunch numbers incredibly fast, and the computer was as dumb as a coat of paint. It gave me a very clear idea of what computing could do and couldn't do. But those of us who are growing up in the latter days of computing, networks, and all the accoutrements of today's mobile technology, did not have the benefit of fitting technology into their life. They grew up in an environment where their life needed to fit in with technology. It is everywhere, more powerful every single year, and you didn't have the option of operating outside of a highly connected, documented, and code-enabled world. You were immersed in a morass of connection, comparison, evergreen data, and the dark side of economics and humanity. But, regardless of how and when technology entered your life, the human and spiritual needs remain the same. Either we allow technology to drive our existence, or we make choices that take precedence over the compulsion of ever faster, ever more connected, ever more, more, more. We have the capacity to make that choice. All of us have had the experience of spending half a day at the computer and realizing that nothing of value has taken place in the last five hours. We choose we decide. Intentional living requires that we ask the right questions. What is the purpose of the technology in my life? Is it for work? For connection to friends and family? Is it a creative tool for my art? Is it just for fun? Is it a convenience only? Or all of the above? Only you can define its proper place. My choices will not be your choices. For me, the smartphone has been an absolute godsend. 
It has permitted me to delegate so much useless detail that used to take up most of my mental bandwidth. In the not-so-distant past, most of that bandwidth was spent remembering small details and organizing myself in my head, on paper, and on other systems. Now I concede those tasks to the supercomputer in my pocket. We no longer measure ourselves on the basis of how many mental balls we can keep in the air at the same time. We can place that responsibility onto the smartphone and free our minds to focus on more important things, like being present to the miracle of life. At least that's what's possible. But the downsides of distraction are ever-present. Incessant notifications, social media, and the constant comparisons we engage in are poison to the creative spirit. We develop an addiction to detail, taking our attention away from the real demands of the moment and tuning to stuff that just isn't all that important. The mental polling we used to engage in, remembering this or that appointment or this or that detail, the very benefit of the smartphone promise has just changed shape and is still stealing our attention and mental energy as we obsessively check our messages and social channels. Now, it would be irrational to give up the advantages of our smartphones, computers, and all that they provide, but it would be equally irrational to allow these same technologies to destroy what little mental and spiritual space we have left in our busy and complicated lives. Even more important are the mental and spiritual skills available to us that we don't ever get around to perfecting. If we can't focus on anything, we surely can't focus on anything difficult. And difficult work is the work that stands out in the world. It is ours to do. It is the price of admission for a life worth living. So here are a few suggestions. 1. Establish limits. Figure out where technology fits into your life and customize it to fit there. Set your own preferences for each smartphone app you have. Don't use the default settings. If you tend to lose yourself in engrossing online content, place a limit on the amount of time that is optimal for your life. You choose. Set an alarm. Use technology to tame technology. 2. Create offline habits. Take a walk. Learn to cook. Paint. Play an instrument. Anything. Do something that doesn't depend on a screen for some amount of time every single day. 3. Delete obvious time-wasting applications on your phone. They'll still be there if you decide you can't live without them. 4. Check your email and messages only a few times a day. Let everyone important in your life know that that's the way you roll. 5. Define your appropriate use of social media. By all means, touch base with those you love. But do you really need to be in a competition to see how many friends or likes you can achieve? Even for the tech business, these stats are hugely overrated. Determine a good update rate for how often you engage in social media. Stick to that schedule as best you can. Remember, it will always be there when you are ready for it. 6. Learn to spend 20 minutes a day in silence. Twice if you can. In themselves, none of these will rock your world, but they can put a big dent in the supremacy of the supercomputer in your pocket. Remember that key question, what is this for? Everything follows 
from that answer. Thanks for tuning in. If this subject is something that interests you, I invite you to subscribe to this podcast. It's available on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. If you have comments or ideas you want to share, please feel free to comment on any of the podcast episodes at jazzmetaphysics.com. I check in with those regularly.